0: Dustin, dude, what is up with the jingle bells?
1: Jonathan, man, it's that time of year. It's Christmas time. Merry Christmas, everybody.
0: Not <laughs> tell me that it's almost Christmas.
1: It's right around the corner. I guess it is. Yeah. yeah. So But well, here well, we are. Now, I'm not panicking too much yet. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. Actually, I've got I've got pretty much most of my Christmas shopping done.
1: Well, you're doing better than me.
0: Uh, yeah. But don't Let tell me. anybody. Okay, I won't tell anybody. All right.
1: Well, welcome everybody to, is this episode three? Episode, episode three. three of Land the Plane Podcast. My name is Dustin. I'm Jonathan. We have a special show today, special guest. We, told, we teased it last, last show, episode two, but we're, we're going to get there. I'm going to let Jonathan introduce you. But uh, before we get started, we want to let you know about change. Not, not change, but something new coming to the Land the Plane Podcast.
0: I, I think if it's new, then it, it must be a change. Sure, not to argue with you, but
1: I didn't. I didn't know we needed. to it, it is. It is a
0: change. You it's said cr- it wasn't a change. It's, it's a change. It's
1: Christmas, Jonathan. be, okay. be nice to me, today, okay. please. Thank you. <laughs> no, we are. We are adding something chica to chica the chica family. Chica it's Christmas wrapping. <laughs> Jonathan's laying down a beat for oh, us. Sorry. Uh, no, what we're going to be doing is you're going to start seeing our normal show shows like this one. They're going to be the the big land of Plane podcast show. They're going to be numbered. You know, we'll keep going with that. Uh, but we're going to be adding a a side show. <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs> Most people would probably think this whole thing is a side show.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Didn't think the words I used yeah. there. An extra, an extra show. Yeah, it's going to be deal. it's going to be a shorter show. Should we, did we, did we officially agree to the name of this? I believe
0: we have officially birthed it. Okay.
1: It's going to be called Under the Radar. Under
0: the Radar. And why are we calling it Under the Radar? Because
1: it's going to be a short show that has one focus. It's going to be either a story or commentary about something or something that's going on around us that you need to know about. And it's going to be 10, 15 minutes. It's going to be about it. And it's going to be focused on that one thing. That's all we're going to talk about is that one thing. Could be funny, could be serious could be we don't even know completely yet what all it will be but it's stuff that maybe you don't know about that's coming from under the radar or something that you need to hear about or we just want to share with you and then hopefully um mean something to you or, or bring you some entertainment one or two so make sure when that pops up on your timeline you see something new jump on that give it a listen we'll put it out there on social media as well but today's show we have a special guest as well and we kind of want to jump on it because uh going to have a good talk, I believe. And so we want to kind of skip through some of the other stuff and get right on to our discussion today.
0: All right, guys, we're being joined by Zach Reno tonight. Zach is the lead pastor at the Summit Church in Saline County. Zach, thanks for being here. Uh, Why don't you kind of start by telling the folks a little
2: bit about yourself? Well, Jonathan, thanks so much, man, for having me. Uh, Here tonight, Uh, it has been a privilege uh, to get to uh, get to know you guys a little bit, man, and uh, it's a privilege to get to be a part of it. And so, yeah, I am the lead pastor of the Summit Church in Saline County. Uh, We are a part of a network of churches uh, that is uh, birthed out of the Summit Church in North Little Rock and also in Conway. And so, Saline County was our uh, third location we launched uh, in Easter of two thousand and seventeen. So, April two thousand seventeen. And so uh, we have been uh, uh, presently a church since April. And uh, so we're right around that eight-month mark. And um, looking forward to that. Native Alabamian. and uh, I'm, We won't, we won't yeah, hold yeah, that don't against not hold Don't hold that against me. Too late. Uh, Especially this year. It's, it's, yeah. already, it's <laughs> already being held. Okay. Yeah. But I will say, say what you want to, number four, we made it in. So, you know, uh, there you go. And let's just be real. Even Arkansas people. It's better to have Alabama in there than it would be Urban Meyer and Ole Miss. I mean, and, and Ohio, well, Ohio State. So, yeah. um, But uh, yes, yeah, so um, moved, my family and I moved to Arkansas in uh, September of last year to get ready for the plant. And so I've been here uh, a little over a year now, and uh, we just uh, are enjoying the natural state. So, It is
0: very natural.
2: It is. It is. The six foot rattlesnake that yes. was. Uh, I, I have to be careful saying killed in Arkansas because apparently you people don't kill snakes. You, you harvest Arkansas. them.
1: We discussed this the last you, podcast. You harvest No, you don't
0: harvest snakes. You kill them.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah I, I, listen.
0: Murder <laughs> with <laughs> one, with
2: intent. But I read the law after I posted it on Facebook and somebody mentioned that. <laughs> I read the law. It said unless it poses an imminent threat on your personal property, a six-foot rattlesnake that I see on my property is an imminent threat. And so that's an imminent threat of heart attack. I was, yes, I mean, it doesn't even yeah. have
0: to be coming my way.
2: <laughs> my, my stepdad told me he's an awesome guy, an old country boy from North, uh, Northeast Alabama. He said, well, man, you did better than, than I would have done. He said, I'd have passed that and they would have bit me 17 times. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, uh, anyway, so yeah, man, we're, we're loving Arkansas. Very cool. Um, tell us a little bit, mm-hmm. But you just meant
0: maybe about the church. What? Yeah. yeah.
2: And so uh, right now we're located at uh, 3069 Salem Road. It's uh, just kind of right off the Alcoa Road exit um, and uh, kind of right there in the heart of Bryant and Benton. Uh, we right now offer services to Sunday morning identical services at 9 or 11 o'clock. Um, and, uh, you know, we're affiliated with the Southern Baptist Convention. And so, you know, we're connected with them. But Uh, Man, our heart as far as the Summit Church is, uh, you know, we want to we want to bring the message uh, of Jesus. Man, let everybody know, man, that God loves them and that uh, that He died for them, and uh, and that's kind of why we're that's kind of why we're here, man. Our our um, mission statement at the Summit Church is to cooperate with God in developing, multiplying communities of fully devoted followers of Christ. And so, uh, you know, we're a sending church and, uh, you know, we're big on the presence presence of the Lord. So uh, one of the my most favorite things I get to see every Sunday is every Sunday morning about 7 o'clock to see a team of guys walking through the parking lot and praying over every parking spot uh, at the church and pray that the Lord would fill it and that people would sense the presence of the Lord. Um, and so, but not just praying over the parking lots too, but we're also church and we want to serve the community. And so we're getting connected with uh, local schools in our area and service. And so, you know, we believe one of the best ways uh, to be able to present the gospel to people uh, is to meet people where they are and just love on them, and so uh, you know we we want to be uh, a positive influence in the community, and so uh, we're we're thankful uh, for the favor that the Lord's given us and all the new friends that we've made uh, in uh, in Celine County, and most especially probably the uh, particularly you know Alexander Bryant Benton Boxite kind of that that uh, that little area right there.
1: Yeah, you said something there. I, I want to ask about because <clears throat> I never heard this phrase before, and I'd like you to. Maybe just take a minute to expound on it a little bit. But you said cooperate with God. Yeah. That's a cool phrase.
2: Yeah. It's intentional uh, in who we are uh, at the summit. You know, one of the things that, um, you know, the founding pastor who is, uh, you know, regularly, he's our directional pastor, teaches regularly at the uh, Little Rock uh, campus is Bill Eliff. And Bill recently wrote a book. I would encourage this to anybody. If you're intrigued by the cooperate with God statement, You'd probably really love to read this book uh, called "The Presence-Centered Church," and so um, we we just believe um, we believe in a gospel that connects people to God. You know that uh, that First Peter three eighteen says, "For Christ died once for the sin of the world, the just for the unjust, that He might bring us to God." And so we believe when we're walking when we are walking with God that God's going to be presently at work in the lives of His people, and so. You know, we believe everything flows from the presence, uh, the presence of God, and so we want to see that. Uh, so when we say cooperate with God, we're talking about it could be cooperating with God could be uh, a dad who is praying and meeting with the Lord and saying, you know, God, I want to be the dad you want me to be, and and God begins to prompt that dad's heart maybe to serve his wife more, maybe by. Um, taking more of an effort in the home and taking out the trash or maybe loading the dishwasher, unloading the dishwasher, or maybe being more intentional with his children. Um, but we believe that that's going to happen through through the Word and through the Spirit of God. And so one of the biggest wins for us is when we hear people say, man, I feel like God is leading me to do this, And which is a prayer we pray. Uh, Acts 2.17 is a passage that we pray weekly. Uh, it says, and in the last days I'll pour out my Spirit on all flesh and his sons and daughters will prophesy his young men will see visions and his old men will dream dreams and so we pray man God would give people vision God would give people dreams John 16 says the Holy Spirit is uh still speaking to his people and so man we we just want people to hear from the Lord man and so
1: I also think <clears throat> cooperating with God is Killing a six foot snake. I, I think heard that's the call personal. of the
2: Lord in that uh, to to do that. And so, yeah, man. I listen. I I'm, uh, I've like I said, grew up in Alabama. Loved the Lord. Was the first in my family to come to faith in Christ. That's probably a, a cool thing to, to to mention. I you know didn't grow up going to Vacation Bible School. Didn't grow up. Um, uh, you know, hearing really anything about that. Heard about Jesus, obviously, being in Alabama, but didn't really know anything uh, to that until I was in middle school. And so, when uh, somebody invited me to church, man, on a Wednesday night, and uh, I got to hear the gospel, and, and the Lord changed my life. So,
0: all right, so Zach, we're gonna, you know, talking about Christmas. I just got to ask you what what is to describe kind of your favorite Christmas memory ever. <clears throat>
2: Well, favorite um, favorite Christmas memory, you know, when you think about uh, being a, a little kid, um, the probably my favorite Christmas memory, um, like gifts and toys, when I think about that, was uh, I was probably about seven years old, and I remember when Ninja Turtles were huge. You know, they're kind of back, by the way, which is awesome. Uh, I've got a little boy who's, you know, into Ninja Turtles now, and I can like, I know what's going on, you know, you can play uh, and nobody makes fun of you because you can just blame it kid. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I could so, sing
1: this whole song right now. If you want to, yeah. from the old one you, and the new one. See, I don't,
2: <laughs> I, yeah, that, uh, best probably. I, I remember when I got the Ninja Turtle sewer, you remember like where you could play with your little Ninja Turtles in their little sewer, which was awesome. But it came with a little vial, a little, you know, little cup of the turtle slime and I was so excited about that, but my mom thought it was going to get in the carpet, and so it was there when I opened the box, and then it just disappeared. And my mother <laughs> said that it would get in the carpet, and to this day, it's like I I didn't get to really enjoy the turtle. So you've sewer, not forget your mom. No, man. I want that. Like you know, <laughs> if I if somebody this Christmas found the turtle slime. I would be a happy little dude. I would Do go you think it's to,
1: still hidden somewhere in their house?
2: for <laughs> so sure. Sitting at the bottom of the trash can. Probably
0: so, not slime
2: yeah, anymore. Yeah, which is uh, you know you learn from your parents' mistakes. Not that I wouldn't do that. I just wouldn't have let me see it first. You know, so right? You,
0: you preemptively. You
2: preemptively yeah. figure that out. So, um, but uh, yeah. So best, um, I would probably say one of our sweetest uh, Christmas memories uh, was. Um, When Kimberly was, we had our first child, our little girl, she went into labor at uh, 24 weeks and uh, had to be hospitalized uh, for like seven, eight weeks, Um, stayed in the hospital. It was, you know, so I slept at the hospital every night, got up in the morning and went to work and that whole deal. Uh, But uh, I remember the 30, the 32 week mark was a big mark. If we could get you to 32 weeks, baby would be good and all that stuff. And, um, and so I remember Christmas, Kimberly and I celebrating Christmas in the hospital together. But she was like 32 weeks; she had made it that far, and uh, and so it was like a you know, it was snowing outside. We were in Memphis; it snowed on Christmas, and so we're at the hospital together. It's just me and her. You know, we've uh, been married about four years at that point, and so it was a sweet memory. We were celebrating, you know, that we'd made it that long, and baby was you know had, had not come yet, and so that was a that was a good time. That's so that was a good Christmas memory.
0: Yeah, so definitely not the kind of not the normal. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean I, that's I don't know. There might be a Hallmark movie about that, but anyway, yeah, not one know. that you would want to write.
2: No, no, yeah. no. But it was uh, that was a sweet Christmas memory, though.
0: Do you ever feel like Christmas doesn't kind of live up to the hype that kind of that it should be? Yeah, and if so, I mean, kind of why? What are we, what are we missing? Especially, um, I, I think maybe especially in America. I mean, like, what are we what are we missing?
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, you know, again, I, I well, our family, you know, we celebrated, we celebrated Christmas, and for us, celebrating Christmas, you know, was what I guess most Americans probably celebrate Christmas as. You know, it was the spending time with your family, it was giving gifts, and it was you know, kind of eating meals and going through those things, and and uh, and those things are, are 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 not bad in and of themselves, and and, um, but I think ultimately one of the reasons um, why Christmas kind of doesn't live up to the to the hype is the same reason most things that we kind of romanticize about don't live up to the hype, whether it's Christmas or whether it's, you know, even, even uh, marriage, you know, you, you have people who go into this, uh, go into a relationship and, Uh, and it's, it's all about romance. It's all about, uh, you know, you're the, the Jerry Maguire, you know, you complete me, you know, those, uh, those kind of movements. Um, and, and ultimately we take something that I believe God has given us that's good, but it's good inside of a relationship with God. And so I think Christmas is much like that. You know, you can watch the Christmas movies, you can watch all the commercials, the ads, if I can only get this perfect gift for my kids, then I'll make them totally happy and everything will be great. And you go through all this stress and you, you spend all this money and your kids are happy for about two or three minutes. And then, uh, and then what? they start playing with the boxes. That yes, came absolutely. In. <laughs> you know, and then, and, and, and then, you know, kids are kids. And so they can, you know, you spend all this money, you go into debt, and then your kids are mad that you didn't get the right gift or the right color or something. And ultimately there's nothing in Christmas that's going to, totally make everything better make everything happy aside from what it's intended to be. And it should be something that reminds us of the gospel and reminds us of, of a Savior. And I think um, not living up to the hype uh, of, of what it is is sometimes we're just missing what it's really about. You know, my great grandmother, like I said, who was the only um, Christian in my family that I knew growing up, I remember her, she, she lived in the depression and, and I remember her telling the stories of on Christmas morning, getting up and her having in a stocking, an apple and an orange and being so excited about that. You know, the fact that they had an apple and orange, you know, on Christmas and being so excited about that. Um, and, and I think that sometimes with all the stuff we buy into is that we really miss, man, what, what it's really all about, you know? Um,
0: So what is it really all about, Zach?
2: (laughs) Well, you kind of left us hanging there. Yeah. Uh, Well, I was giving you guys a chance to chime in here, but, you know— You're the special guest. uh, Well, I know. I'm a a preacher, though, and so you give me—I'll just keep rolling. But no, uh, I I think um, for me, you know, I think that whether it's marriage, whether it's uh, holiday season— uh, whether it's a sports event whether it whatever the things are that again inherently are often not bad in and of themselves but they're just not we're never going to be satisfied by stuff and we're never going to be satisfied uh and and fulfilled with just things and even events and those things because ultimately um, Jesus said that uh aside from him is that the the water that we drink is, is just going to make us thirsty again. But Jesus said the water that he offers will become within you a well springing up for eternal life. I believe that uh, a man's ultimate satisfaction and ultimate fulfillment is inside of the relationship with the God who created him. So, you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you you don't know Christ and maybe, you know, you've done the whole Christmas thing and you've kind of just, it, 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 it's good in the moment, but then you go to bed that night and you get up the next morning, it's December 26th, the work week starts again. And you're like, man, I just, I don't feel like I got out of it what I could, or maybe you know, your marriage is struggling and you're leaning so much on your spouse and, and you're, you're wanting so much from your spouse. Your spouse is wanting so much from you. And, and you feel like, man, I, there's just something missing in this equation. You know, I believe ultimately what's missing in these equations is that we don't have the foundation that really satisfies. And I believe that's the relationship with the God who created us. And so that's what uh, that's what I've dedicated my life to, you know, is to let people know um, what ultimately I found to be true, man, is that Jesus really does satisfy everything. And if if all I had this Christmas was was Him, and I'm blessed to be able to spend that with my family, with my kids, and we just celebrated Him and just celebrated our time together, man, it would be good, you know. Yeah. It doesn't mean that other stuff's bad. Hey, I'm going to get gifts for my kids and you know, I'm going to spend time with family and friends, and those things are great. But if, if I if I go back to the days like my great-grandmother did, when all you could give your kids was an apple and an orange, you know, are you are you still good, you know?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, I wanted to bring up something because I've been reading on the Internet lately where there's this, like, I don't want to say it's a movement, but there's been this, like, suggestions of quit getting your kids toys for Christmas. Like, just do away with it because kids don't appreciate it or it's here today, gone tomorrow. I I grew up in a situation where I'm similar to you. I didn't go to church when I was a kid and stuff like that. It was later on in life before I found the Lord, but man, Christmas is still such a great memory for me even, even then because I mean, we would go down to my grandma's house on Christmas Eve and there would be presents stacked to the ceiling. Now, she only had like seven foot ceilings. They seemed forever back then, but there'd be so many presents under this tree and we would go through the catalogs, you know, and I was a He-Man guy, Masters of the Universe. Oh, my brother yeah, was absolutely. GI Joe, Star Wars, oh, all yeah. of it. And we would just circle things in that magazine, and it was just wish beautiful. books, man. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, the yeah.
0: JC Penny wish oh, book. man. Oh, and they were yeah.
1: thick. They don't do that anymore. And we just circle things, and then we'd go down there and open presents. And you know, the next morning at my house, same thing, not as much, but me, you know, I cherished what I was given too. It's like those. Those presents, those toys, I mean, they were my best friends from then on out, so I don't jump on board with like this complete don't give your kids toys or anything like that. I understand where they're coming from, so in your life, I mean how do you how do you look at Christmas now as a as an adult as a husband a father compared to as a child you know what's kind of some of the differences yeah. you see and, and how do you I, do it different
2: yeah and I, I don't think you know we're actually doing a series right now um uh, this uh this season uh, at the Summit Church where we're, we're doing a, a series called Reclaiming Christmas. And, um, you know, in that we're talking about getting back to the core of, of what things are, are all about and so and ultimately bringing Christ back into that. And, um, and so, but in that we're not, you know, we're not advocating you don't give your kids gifts. You know, we don't advocate you're not—I like— um, we still, there's a debate amongst Christian families about whether or not you should do Santa Claus or not, if that's something that's worthwhile doing. I'll, I'll be honest with you. Our family, and that's a, you know, I, I, people make arguments on either side, and it's a personal decision. I don't have a problem with imagination and, and letting imagination be something that, that you do with your kids for a season and that, let that be fun. We, we do Santa Claus in, uh, in our house up until just this past year. My little girl is about to be, she's the oldest, she's about to be seven and uh, I can't remember what it was. It was like the Tooth Fairy or something that she made a statement about the Tooth Fairy um, about being everywhere all the time or something. So like the Tooth Fairy got super powerful there for a minute or something. And so that's when we took a timeout and we we sat down with her. And basically in one night we killed the Tooth Fairy, the Easter Bunny, and, and Santa Claus all in one night. So it was a decapitation moment of all these. Uh, and, and you know what? It was fine, it was good, it didn't wreck who she was. But what we've what we always do is, you know, we we make the imagination part fun and we say, you know, we don't use Santa Claus as the, you know, we never use that as a bribe to be good or bad. You know, we never use those things and um, but but we, we let imagination be imagination. It's okay for kids, in my opinion, to have imagination to have fun. But when we make it very clear in our home what's real. And, and what are the things that are true? And we always make it very clear to separate God uh, and, and a relationship with Christ from things that are imagination. And it's, you know, it, it hasn't proven to be an issue in, in our home. You know, our, our little girl... Is very clear that Jesus is real, that God is real, and that Santa Claus was something fun that we enjoyed. That, something fun that we enjoyed pretending to be, just like she pretends to be a princess, and I pretend to be, uh, you know, a king. And we wrestle around the living room and we do those things. And she so, probably,
0: she, you probably have to have more of an imagination. Yes, than absolutely. She does yeah, pretending yeah, that you're yeah. a king. But
2: you know, with gifts and those things, uh, we try to keep it. I will say, um, you know, we we try to keep those things. Um, somewhat limited we do not feel the pressure to get our kids um i say we don't feel the pressure we don't give into the pressure we feel the pressure my my little boy you know man these like nickelodeon and the cartoon shows they are really good at advertising you know so every commercial break there's an awesome toy or something that the little boy meets says yeah that's awesome i want that you know um, and well, so I do,
0: I do want to point out that you still want the ninja turtle. I
2: still slime. to this day, so, if you could get it, and it had a glow in the dark little baby turtle in it too. By the way, uh, so
1: that's the best part of having kids: yeah, is yeah, you yeah, get yeah, to yeah play with so, the toys again. Yeah.
2: So I see you know the press and the push to want to get your kids all of these things. We just made a decision. Because we believe God wants us to be good stewards of our money. And again, if 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 Christ is your foundation, then ultimately you you put everything in, in his control and that's even how you spend your money. And so God's blessed us to an extent, you know, where we yeah, we can buy Christmas for our kids to an extent. We're not gonna go into debt over buying Christmas for our kids. We just make a decision to do that. Um, we're not gonna get our kids everything that they want. If we did, you know, you could spend thousands of dollars on stuff. You know, we're not gonna go through that. But the way we bring it back is after we've opened presents and opened gifts and everybody has celebrated, then we're going to sit our family down and we read the Christmas story together from the Bible. And we say, you know, kids, this is so great that I know we're excited and toys and those things, but this is the most important part about Christmas is that that God sent His Son uh, to the earth. This was the beginning of the story that ultimately brought us to the cross where Christ died for the sin of the world and made it possible for us to return into a relationship with God. And so we tell them that story and we celebrate Jesus. And, you know, I I play the guitar very poorly, but I play it enough to where, um, you know, we'll, we will sing a couple of carols together, you know, in our living room on Christmas morning. And so, you know, we're, again, we're not throwing all that away, but we're making sure that Honestly, in our child's mind, Christmas morning can be something that's good. It's exciting because you've got toys and you've got these things. But also, in that same joyous moment, we bring in the true reason, without sounding colloquial, kind of that the reason for that Christmas season is to bring in Christ into that. And so, you know, again, if, if some people feel intimidated to do that, you might say, man, I'm a nominal Christian or I'm a Christian. I just don't know how to do that. I, I couldn't do that in my home." Uh, you know it's it's really not that hard. You can uh, open up your Bibles. Plan it right now. You can open up your Bibles to Luke chapter two, and in about fifteen verses, you can sit down and you can read the Christmas story to your kids. And it could be right after they've opened presents. You things start calming down, and you say, "Hey guys, we're gonna read what Christmas is all about." And you read that story, and that's it. And that might be the first step to you reclaiming what Christmas is really about in your home and in your family. Yeah. So.
0: And there's even, you know, if you don't feel, you know, prepared to do that yeah. or, you know, something like that. I mean, there are, um, <clears throat> and I'm trying to think of a couple of them. I know, I think Veggie Tales has like a yeah. Christmas story, you know, movie based on how old your kids are. Like, yeah. And of course, Veggie Tales is funny for everybody. It is funny for
1: everybody. Where is my
2: The I'd say another thing you can get that would be helpful, for not just for Christmas, but for, um, not just for Christmas, but then even for Easter and for, for several of those things, uh, is you can get the Jesus Storybook Bible. I don't know if you've ever seen that, but if you the Jesus Storybook Bible has something you could read to your kids every night. It's well illustrated. It tells several of the stories of Scripture uh, in it. Uh, you know, it's going to tell the story of uh, Noah. It's going to tell the story of Abraham. It's going to tell a lot of these things. Uh, but it's going to have uh, the story of the birth of Christ in it. And so and it's illustrated, and you can just read it to them. Yeah. Uh, and one more resource that would be helpful to you, it should be out on Amazon here soon, uh, but actually this Sunday uh, at uh, the Summit, we do a Summit Christmas. And uh, Bill Eliff, our directional pastor, along with a guy named Scott Edge, have actually uh, written a book called The Christmas Tree Story. And what they've done with the book is it's, it's a beautifully written poem kind of story that's super illustrated. It's, it's super family and kid-friendly. But basically, they take the Christmas tree and the different decorations and different things that are on the Christmas tree and basically use them as symbols to point to Jesus. And so it's a way you could read the Christmas tree story. Uh, to your family every Christmas and you're gonna lead them ultimately to, to pictures and symbols about Jesus and so that's actually what our Christmas program is going to kind of be based on so if you if you come to a summit Christmas, every family gets a copy of that book and so take awesome. home with them. so very cool.
0: You know one thing that you'd mentioned Santa Claus a couple of minutes ago one thing that we did with our kids um, they would you know on occasion ask about Santa that kind of thing is when they were younger they're they're a little bit older now. But we we actually went back and kind of, you know, when they ultimately got to that place that was like, okay, is he real? <laughs> yeah, you know, we would would explain where the, kind of that legend came from. Yeah, the historical you know, from the Saint historical Nicholas, yeah. Saint Nicholas. Yeah. So even in that, yeah, I mean, it's you a know, that, picture, that, Yeah, it's a it's a great picture of giving instead of receiving during yeah. this time. So there's all kinds of things that, um that we can do as as just people, as Christians, that is very Christmas oriented. Yeah. But then when you lay a different lens in front of it, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you look through the lens of 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 God, of Jesus, then everything that you do can kind of take a different focus. Yeah. You know, when your when your focus is back on, like you were saying, the, the real meaning yeah. behind it all then you can enjoy the gifts, mm-hmm. you know, because you, they can point back to the gifts that, you know, that yeah. wise men brought, not in the nativity scene, but we won't go into that, yeah. um, you know, in all kinds of things. But uh, so what, what are some other ways that you guys can think of maybe that like during this time that we can give as pointers to help families change that focus a little bit, get it, get it off of ourselves and onto other people, those kinds of things.
2: Yeah, I think for for me and just you know meeting meeting with people and and trying to you know shepherd again this is a, a huge answer to prayer. You know we're seeing people come to faith in Christ. You know and uh, at the summit that that you know grew up similar to I uh, just like I did. You know that uh, they they never had a Christmas that had a spiritual element to it. You know that had a a picture of Christ and it. Christmas was uh, you know a fun family presents gifts and those things and. Um, and so, th- for some people, the idea—and I just want to debunk this—the idea of having a a Christmas to be about Jesus—that's going to take all the fun out of Christmas. That's just not true. And so, you yeah, you can you can still give gifts and have family and friends and fun and those things, and and it's wonderful. But it adds uh, to to bring Christ as the foundation of what Christmas is about. It's just going to bring substance and bring a level. Of reality to it, that the message of Christmas uh, is something that is joyful and hopeful, and it's something that on December 26th, when you wake up the next morning, it's just as good the next day uh, as it is uh, the as it is on Christmas Day. And you know the the whole story of Christmas uh, is the fact that God came to us. You know, I mean that's that's the the picture we we were um, when when the world was not searching for God. Uh, God came to us, and He stepped into our life. And so, if you're intimidated right now about doing that, I just want you to know: don't be intimidated because the whole story of Christmas is that God came to you, and God can step into your Christmas season right now if you'll just if you'll just seek Him. Just take one step, like I said. If it's reading Luke chapter two, maybe even to yourself, you know, um, on on Christmas morning. Uh, if you are single out there, maybe before you go visit with family and friends, or take a moment to just bow and pray and say, "You know, God, thank you that you love me. You know, you love me enough to send your to send your son." And uh, and so, I would encourage you to do uh, to do that. That would be one way of practical way of doing that. Uh, another practical way of uh, bringing back kind of back the meaning of what Christmas is. Uh, is it's always great to have a service element in your uh Christmas celebrations you know and it would honestly help with the whole materialism things we do with kids and so one thing that we do in our family that um before we get into Christmas we have a kind of a toy purge, you know, where we bring our kids together and we go through toys that are not beat up and broken, GI Joes with their arms broken off and those things. But but toys, that's kind of hard for our kids to part with a little bit, but we tell them, uh, you know, that there are so many kids that don't have uh, Christmas and don't have gifts and these things, and we gather these things and we donate them, you know, and we let our kids play a part in that. Uh, and so that's a way that you can you can bring substance and meaning that ultimately is uh, is going to point people to God, you know, in that to point people to the meaning of Christmas. Christmas season is about the greatest gift that was ever given, and so one of the greatest things we can do is to give um, to give that gift. And if you're like uh, if you're like me in in being when I was young in the faith and uh, going to family functions and these things. You know, maybe mustering up the boldness, and not to be, sound super spiritual, but at one of those family events before you all break into your meal, uh, you know, to to maybe be the person who says, uh, who asks maybe the the host if it's your grandmother or parent or whoever to say, "Hey, can I can I can I just pray over our meal?" You know, maybe you're bold enough just to to thank God uh, for your meal and just in that moment just thank the Lord Jesus that uh, what Christmas is all about—that He sent His Son to die for us—and so. Uh, you know, interjecting a moment of prayer uh, into that, and it honestly, it sounds intimidating. And it sounds like, well, my family doesn't pray, man. Like, we just don't do that. That's gonna freak everybody out. I'm gonna seem like super spiritual. They're gonna, you know, expect me to be rolling up in here with long skirt and kids, you know, whatever that might be. But uh, you know, that's uh, it will surprise you at how many people uh, are open to that. You know, and even our own family and friends.
1: Zach, let me ask you this because it's come that time in the show where we we're gonna land this plane. Uh, so once you land it for us, so, so tell me, you know, when it comes time to Christmas, a lot of us, you know, we get very excited about Christmas. We love Christmas. It has so many great memories, but there's also people out there that struggle at Christmas time. that it, it maybe they've lost loved ones. Maybe they're hurting, maybe financially, they just aren't where they want to be to be able to provide for their family. And just Christmas can be a bad time of year, it can be a negative time of year, it can weigh them down. What would you say to those folks as we land the plane?
2: Yeah, yeah, and and it's funny. I was in a uh, had a long drive this past week and was in the car with my father in law. Uh, my father in law, uh, his uh, mother passed away on December twenty sixth. His dad was in a um, six years before that was in a car accident on December fifteenth and passed away January fourth. I think is what it was. And so, you know, this Christmas season before during and after he has memories of being in the hospital, you know, has uh, memories of mom being sick and these things. and so it's a sad season, you know for for him too and and so and there's a lot of people you know that that struggle with you know, if you're listening to this, you know maybe you wish you had a big family to go and sit down with and you don't have that and uh, and what does that look like? And so I would say, uh, that inside of the gospel, the, the message of Christ is that uh, Jesus said, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come to give you life that you might have it to the full. And that Scripture also says that uh, inside of Christ you can cast your cares upon Him. And so uh, one of the greatest things I think somebody can do in this Christmas season, uh, if it is a sad and broken season for you, is to know that inside the gospel, what the Christmas story is, is you don't have to go through life alone. And you don't have to go through the hard times alone. I I'll, I have went through some really hard things in, in my life, as everybody has. And uh, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I would not want to go through life uh, and not have a relationship with Christ. And so if you're out there, and if you don't know Christ, and Christmas is a hard time for you, uh, I would just hope, if you're listening to this, to, to let you know that the whole message of Christmas, that uh, I think it's Matthew chapter 1, uh, said uh, that the sending of Jesus is that they, they called his name Emmanuel, which means God is with us. And so that's something that everybody can receive. And so uh, Jesus said, as many as received him, to them he's given the right to become children of God. And a child, uh, a, a father, a a, a a true a parent, uh, doesn't leave or abandon their kids in hard times. They they bring them close. And so, if you don't know Christ, I think that's where you begin. You say you right there where you are, wherever you are, you can uh, believe the gospel message is that all of us have sinned, fallen, and we understand that. And if you know, even people who um, are unsure, even what that means, but but we know that we've. We've broken the laws of God and by our actions and because of that we're separated from God. But to believe that Jesus Christ came to this earth, he lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for our sin in our place so that he could bring us to God. And the Bible says it's a free gift. And so I would say start off by receiving Christ. Just right there we are. Just pray and call out to him. Say, Jesus, I need you. I I, I want you in my heart and life. I I believe that you came for me, that you, you can be Emmanuel, you can be God with me, and so call out to Him. And if you are a follower of Christ and you go through that, uh, then to don't just shrug off that brokenness. Don't just shrug off that sadness. Cast those cares on Him. Uh, cast those cares before the Lord. Pray specifically about those things. You know, our, my greatest struggle as a Christian as a seasoned, you know, follower of the Lord as much as I am, you know, I try to be and and I, you know, my greatest struggle uh is still trying to do things on my own. And so uh I would say one of the the, the greatest cures to that holiday blues, whatever it might be, as Elva said, I'm having a blue Christmas, you know, um, is to take our cares and cast them on the Lord. If it's sadness, you love the Lord Jesus, but you just miss your mama, you know, you miss your grandmama. You go through those things is just take a moment and just talk to the Lord about that stuff. He knows it. The God, I miss my mama, you know, and 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 lay those before him uh, and begin to, to maybe thank the Lord for those memories and those things. And and so that's one way to do that. If you're practically, you're just lonely, you know, that's why God's given us the church. And so inside of the church, you can have relationships and connections. In our church at the Summit, we encourage people to get connected in a small group. Most of our small groups are going to do some sort of Christmas party. They're going to get people together. Uh, and invite people in their homes. And so that's a, that's a, again, another way where the, you don't do life alone. You know, you connect with people. And uh, last thing you could do is, man, volunteer. And so if you're lonely, you don't have family, you don't have friends, but you want to do something this Christmas season, in our community, there's a ministry called C. John's uh, that uh, does gifts and things for people in the community. Man, you can always, always um, connect with homeless shelters and people. Uh, in your community, and just say, "Hey, I'd like to come by and volunteer. Go spend an hour, two hours, uh, with as um, as Jesus said, Matthew twenty five, the hungry, the naked, the broken, and pour your life into others. And it's amazing, man, what God does in that. Yeah.
0: Another thing you can do is um, just you mentioned the see, John is ringing bells. Yeah. And you know, their Salvation Army is is always looking. Uh, for people to, to ring bells and we've done that the last three or four years I guess as a family taking like an hour yeah, and yeah. done that and it's it's pretty it's pretty crazy yeah. what you what you kind of see and, and yeah um, you can learn a lot about people that yeah. are walking into Walmart yeah and, and who gives and who doesn't give yeah and, and those yeah, it's funny it's, is, a lot of
2: times it's the people you would think don't have much to give yeah. uh, the people that do yeah yeah, yeah it's
0: true all right As we're wrapping up, I do want to remind you that you can uh, reach out to us. We love to get your emails and comments and things like that. If you want to send us an email, it's landtheplanetoday at gmail.com. Our website, where you will find show notes for all of our episodes, plus blog posts and things like that, uh, landtheplane.today. We'd love to see you come by. Facebook and Instagram, we are Today. And then on Twitter, we're at LandThePlane247. Be sure to find us on uh, any of your podcast clients on iTunes and Google Play especially. Please subscribe, review, uh, leave comments, things like that. That definitely helps us out. We do want to uh, take this opportunity to thank you guys for listening to us. And uh, again, thanks to Zach Reno of the Summit Church for being our first ever podcast guest. Zach, we appreciate it. Thank you, sir.
1: Uh, Zach, do you want to? If people want to reach out to you or, or maybe follow you, are you on any social medias or anything? where yeah, you reach Yeah, I'm
2: on Twitter. Uh, w- uh, just Z A C R E N O. So it's just my name at Zach Reno, uh, no K, no H, just Z A C. And uh, so you're welcome to follow us there. Uh, you can follow the Summit Church in Celine County. You know, you can follow it at, uh, on Facebook at uh, or Twitter uh, at T S C Celine, or you can just go to your search bar and just uh, type in the Summit Church Saline uh, S A L I N E, uh, which is funny because I'm moving from Alabama. It took me a while to figure out it. it's Saline County, not Saline County. Uh, but, uh, um, but uh, yeah, that's a few ways you can uh, you can get in touch uh, with us there. And and as always, you know you can you can email us at uh, just zreno at thesummitchurch dot org. So you can shoot me an email uh, if you're interested in anything that we've talked about today. If you'd like to. Um, follow up in any way, we'd love to reach out to you.
1: Awesome. awesome.
0: Very cool. And a church what the church's website, the main church website is the yeah. Summit Church. The dot
2: org. <laughs> and uh once you go on there you can choose a location. And again, we're we're of locations in Conway, Little Rock or Little Rock, North Little Rock, uh, and uh Saline County. So three uh, locations right now. Have y'all busted out any songs on your podcast? Yet? We have not. See mm-hmm. man, we you y'all, y'all need to sing. I think this would be a great way to end this. You want to do it? Yeah, we well, have yeah. try it. I mean, you can always delete it if you don't yeah. want to do it. <laughs> so, I mean, all of this is staying in. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's do, you could do, uh, oh, well, I was going to say you could do Away in the Manger, man. You could do Silent Night Um any of those. So you're, you're going to bust one out? Go for I, it. I have right, never there.
1: been more uncomfortable than I am right now.
2: <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, well, I will bust this one out right here. Away in a manger no crib for a bed The little Lord Jesus lay down His sweet head The
0: stars in the
2: sky looked down where he lay The little Lord Jesus Asleep on the
1: hay. Y'all did good, man. Tell you, go. you what, record deals coming. The trio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well,
2: all right, guys. Thanks to hang out with you, man. Zach, we appreciate it, man. Yeah, yeah thanks so much. Good, good times. Good you guys times. come back and see us again and I sometime. I got to do it all and talk to R2D2 the whole time. The whole time. Yeah.
0: Slamming through the wall. It's a really fun thing. All right, Zach. Thanks so much.